Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the Super Jesus series for my podcast, The Planet Life. My name is Izzy, and I will be your host. In episode one, I introduced you to the podcast as a whole, and we listened to part of the interview I did with the Super Jesus at Hotter Than Hell Festival in Dunsborough. This is where we discussed being an artist, touring, and I also got to ask Sarah about being a female in the industry. At the end of the podcast, I did touch on the subject of being a female in the industry myself. So if you have not listened to that podcast episode yet, please go and listen to it before this episode because I think that you will learn some valuable facts that actually might surprise you just like they did me. However, in today's episode, we will talk about a hot topic in the industry at the moment. And it's one that is a touchy subject to some and isn't really spoken about enough. So we will be discussing mental health in the music industry. I will play another part of the interview I did with the band where I had the opportunity to ask them about this topic and we discussed it heaps. So I will play that bit for you. But before that, I thought I would say a few things about the subject in particular. Um, This is a subject that's very close to my heart and is one that people feel ashamed to talk about. And the truth is many people suffer with mental health and no one is alone. So by me discussing this today, I want to make more of an awareness for it because I feel that it's a topic that is not spoken about enough. Um, you know, I knew that mental health in the music industry existed. I mean, there's no denying that mental health is out there and that it exists everywhere. Um, but it wasn't until, you know, I heard about Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell, Mac Miller and Avicii's deaths that I really started to think about the seriousness of it, you know. Mental health in the music industry isn't something you're taught about in music classes or history classes or any class, you know. And so it's not until you hear about artists themselves committing suicide or struggling with mental health that you realise how serious this issue is in the industry. Um, Vic Uni actually did a study a few years ago and surveyed those in the industry from around the world. And it was found that 25% of artists and over 50% of roadies have attempted or considered suicide, but none of the roadies surveyed has sought any help. And this could be for many factors. Many factors contribute to it, which could, you know, include drugs, alcohol, lack of sleep on the road, financial struggle especially. You know, as a roadie, you have this income coming in while you're on a tour as a roadie and then the tour ends and you go home and you may have no financial help, no financial support at all. But not only this, I think self-doubt and high standards that people have for themselves also contribute to the mental health of artists and, you know, people that work in the industry, whether you're, you're a roadie or, you know, manager or whatever, And I spoke to the band about 
the importance of mental and physical well-being as an artist. So please sit back and listen because the response I got from the band was something I think that everyone should hear, whether you are in the music industry or not. I think it's really important to hear other people's stories. So yeah, sit back and listen. How important, I guess this is for all of you, do you think physical and mental well-being, how important it is to sort of maintain it as artists, especially if you're touring all the time? You know, this is a very hot topic at the moment and we've been talking about it a lot lately, um, a lot today actually. And yeah, you, you want to take it's, it? It's pretty, um, it's incredibly important to, um, to maintain you know your uh, direction and to keep focus it's it's very there's a lot of temptation along the way it's so it's not a business whereby you go to work nine to five and come home and this business you're, you're playing in predominantly clubs yep. and where it serves alcohol and so you have to be responsible it's a unique lifestyle and it it, it's, it stuffs you, around you, with your rhythm of your body you, you have to be you, you sleep deprivated straight away. You know, you're, you're, you're working different hours than normal than anybody. So there's always you have to look after yourself, number one. And by doing that, you can give more to the band and everyone in, around. So. There's also the pressure of like when you have to be on. There's no, um, I'll just fake my way through this one. You've got to be on. Where go? Like ready? Count the band in, and everyone's going to be firing. So you've got to have your head. If it's not right, you've got to somehow find a spot to go, all right, it's all systems go, and we're on. For 45 minutes, just charge through it. And then afterwards, you just let your head just switch off or whatever you got to do. But it's pressure of just getting switched on. Which, I mean, it, you can build up to it in the van and on the way to the gig, you sort of, you know, you have a chat, whatever, but if something's not right, you just got to just try and push it aside and get through it. That's a fair question. There's no accountability. So, um, you know, there are people that, you know, survive through this industry and are drunk all the time or whatever, and so there's no one accountable. If you get up on stage and you do your job, and that's fine, a lot of people survive it, they do that, but, you know, you can only do that for so long before it, you know, starts to uh, you know, hurt you, and hurt the band and hurt your performance. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, hard to control your inner demons sometimes. You have to be fresh for the gig, you know? with It's it. all about yeah. the gig. Yeah, and it's not natural to be up there doing that. It's not natural to to be on that weird pedestal. You know, it fucks with your mind sometimes, and sometimes it's hard to control, and it's hard to come down, and then it's hard to get up again, and it's a really weird job. Yeah, it is. Huh? Yeah, and that's why there's a lot of interest in mental health in the music industry at the moment because it is such a thing, especially if you've been in the industry a long time, if you've had fame early, and then you're used to that, and then you can't just go out and get a job I you know people go oh you're the guy from that band or so you the stigma attached to you stigma attached yeah. to it so you you're you're not normal and then you've got to live the rest of your life as a civilian and you don't think like a civilian there's so many people that are like that it's it's um you know a lot a lot of people just give up I think that's happened a lot more in Australia because the industry is not as you know fruit you know yeah, well, not much money in, yeah, in, yeah, in exactly. Australia yeah. as, a, as yeah. opposed to America. Yeah, because like say, that. for example, like, um, say a band like Faster Pussycat, right? And I know this because my girlfriend went on tour with them in America. They had a few hits in the 80s, because I think even one hit in the 80s. They tour around America and Europe to packed audiences every night, dining out on that one hit because the place is so big. 
but here that doesn't happen and we have a we have a rough infrastructure that sort of helps bands you know in their retirement but not really um, and like it, what's really important is that we talk about it and everyone is open and we can help each other and no one ever used to speak about it but I've noticed lately people are talking about it and the more you talk about it then it comforts everyone that's going through and you realize that you're not just hiding in the corner going I've got some sort of something wrong with me I'm different we're all a little bit fucked up <laughs> a lot of that is the perception of other people, isn't it? And, and what they expect of you because you've got this job where you get up on stage and do things. And they, people they treat you differently. They think you're, you're a different person. Yeah. Well, I'm just normal. It's like I was saying before about, you know, oh, it's great, you've got that gig, it's amazing. Like, you know, yeah, this is what I do for a job, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all the questions I have. Thank you for chatting okay, with us great. today. Yeah, really awesome set. Yeah. No, Thank great. you. That's a great interview. Thank you. Growing up, I always wanted to be an artist and tour the world because I thought it was easy and fun. But in reality, that's hardly the case at all. It's hard work, a lot of time goes into it, and it takes a toll both mentally and physically. Like Sarah said, we are all a little bit fucked up, and that means no one is perfect. Everyone struggles with mental health one way or another, whether it's stress, anxiety, depression or another form, whether it's long-term, short-term, or just comes and goes. This question was one that I was sceptical to ask the band because it's a topic that is hot in the industry at the moment, but it's also one that people don't like to talk about or hear about. But in saying that, I am happy with how the band responded and that they were on board with the question because this is just the first step in making awareness of the issue. Um, not only that, it was really comforting to hear from other artists that they go through it as well and that no one is alone. And I guess before I do leave the episode there, I do want to remind everyone, whether you're in the music industry or not, that there is always help and someone to talk to no matter what. And, you know, whether that's helplines, a family friend, a family member or a friend, there's always someone to talk to. You know, there are heaps and heaps of helplines. And if you're someone who doesn't like speaking to a stranger or anyone in general over the phone, there are heaps of live chats that you can also seek help from. So in saying that, I will leave the episode there, but please stick around as I will now be giving you a little sneak peek into episode three, which is not only the final episode for this series, but is the most exciting episode yet. It's an entire episode surrounding the Super Jesus's set, a hotter than hell festival in Dunsborough, Perth. The very eloquent, tasteful, charming chap from Adelaide. This is Jason Slack. And up here on the drums, this hairy bastard is Mr. Trevor Strugani. And last but not least, my partner in crime. 
folk over here who I've been playing alongside this stage with for about 30 years now. And he still forgets my birthday. But I love him anyways, this is Ronnie! Thirty years. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, sorry. Unless while we're here, oh, hold it, hold it. There's another two birds coming back. Miss Sarah McLeod. Thank you. You guys want to have a sing along with us now? Any bit of a crowd sing along? Come on. I can feel it in my bones. You know you want to. Break the crowd up into two halves, okay? Now, considering that you're sort of all going this way, might make the, the half like here, okay? So, like Noah, I shall part the Red Sea. So you lot, you're the centre, okay? Yeah, you're it, lady. You with the postman's bag. Okay, so everybody on this side, you're gonna do the low BV, and you guys are gonna do the high one. Get ready. Are you ready? Thank you all for listening and tune in next time.